Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. We are from Group 5 will present a podcast. The title is Blood Work by Peter Ingham. In this drama, me, Novel Zaki Ardiansyah, as narrator, and John, Marcia Akilah Putri, as Sarah, and Marjorie, Nur Rosida, as scrub nurse, and shopkeeper, Inul Fauzia Safitri, as Dr. Stan, Isnaini Afifatulyaska, as Dr. Hall, and last, Muhammad Rizki Zulfahrezi, as Dan. Day in hospital emergency room. Then a man in his mid twenties is standing over a hospital bed, talking to an elderly woman. There are other doctors and interns passing about, and beds full of patients. Okay, Mercury. A surgeon will be over soon to explain your surgery option. I know it may it may seem scary, but. Oh, I'll be fine. Could you do me a favor and ask if the doctor will splash this on me before the operation? She rebels drop a bag on a small table in front of her and brings out a pile of holy water. <laughs> sure. Then takes the bottle, look at it quizzically, and then begins to walk away. When he is out, of sight from the woman, he opens a biohazard bin and throws the file in it, in hospital nurse station. Stan walks over to the nurse station, where another intern is flipping through a chart. You got anything good, Sarah? Yeah, I'm assisting Dr. Hall with a neoblastoma patient. Then notes Don Gallanly. After a bit, Sarah looks up at him quizzically. What about you? Looking through some chart in the tray, he answered. Some little old woman who want me to christen her with holy water before her surgery tomorrow. And you are going to do it? Of course. I'll sprinkle her with it while dancing around and chanting. Haha, <laughs> okay, okay. Dan looks around and then back to Sarah. Hey, I'm gonna get some rest. Let me know if anyone is after me, please. Yeah, sure. Cool, thanks. Dan walks off, rubbing his eyes and face. On call room. Dan is asleep on bed. The emergency room starts to slowly quilt into a crescendo and then Sarah opens the door flooding the room with sounds startling then. You are needed in the operation room. <sighs> Sarah grows down by him and puts her hand on his back. It's an emergency. You need to hurry up and assist Dr. Stam. Okay, okay. I'll be there, don't worry. Before Sarah exit the room, she smiles at them. She then closes the door and then rubs his eyes and takes a swig of an energy drink.
He then get up and walk out of the of the door. Night in hospital emergency room. Dad looks around in shock at the hectic room. After a few seconds, he begins to make his way past four people until he reaches a door with a number six on it. He enters in hospital scrap room and enters the room and sees Doctor Stem scrubbing up. You're late. Hurry and scrub up. We're starting the surgery. Yes, doctor. Then walks over to the wash basin and begins to scrub his hands and forearms in hospital operating room. Then enters the room and a nurse puts on his surgical apron and he goes and joins them at the table. Internal bleeding. This is going to take some time, so stay alert. Yes, doctor. Hold these clamps in place while I explore the cause of the bleeding. Then takes the clamps and hold them in place. Later, in hospital operating room, Doctor Stem lets out a sigh. We've seem it to help stimulate the blood loss for now, but we'll need to keep. Voice comes through on the intercom and to look up to see a Dr. Hall standing there. There's been an emergency. A, pa- a patient came in and needs an angioplasty. There's no one else? No one. Stem looks around and then to then. Can you handle this? What? She only needs to be stitched up. That's it. Can you handle it? I guess it's just like an appendectomy, but with more track. Yes, then? Y- yes. Good. Dr. Stem leave the operating room, leaving then in church. Later, in hospital, operating room. Then is finishing stitching the girl up when her heart rate starts to increase. Then looks around frantically. What are you going to do? Shoot. We need a decision. Uh, we'll have to open her up. It must have been an internal bleed we missed. We'll have to get back in there. Then reopens the stitch and goes back in. The girl's heart rate continues to increase as then frantically attempts to find the bleed. All of a sudden, her heart rate grace and flat lines. Get the pedals. A nurse brings the pedal over and charges them to, capaci- to capacity. Clear. The nurse used the pedals, but nothing happens. Then notes for her to keep trying, but after several attempts, nothing changed. One more time, come on. She's gone. You have to call it. Then stands there staring at the girl, will spreading heavily. 
Sergeant Sterl. Time of death, 2.5. Then walks out of the operating room. In hospital scrap room. Then is cleaning himself in the basin as Dr. Stem enters. She cries. I... I know what happened. Then looks at him distressed. There was nothing you could have done. I didn't even catch it. Then looks at him sorrowfully and knocks. You have to go and tell the parents what happened in there. They're in the waiting room. What? You're in charge. It might not have been your fault she died, but it's your responsibility to inform the parents. No, I can't. I... Have you had anyone die on you before? No, never. This was something that was bound to happen. You know this day was coming. I just can't do it. It was just me in there. I don't think I can face them. Uh, so you expect, expect me to tell them for you? Please, I'm... I'm just not ready for all this. Stupid interns. Fine, I'll do it. But only because you were on your own in there. Danny moves and stand exit room. Then walks over to the observation window and bears the drop at the dead girl on the table. Night in outside waiting room. Then approach the hospital waiting room and stop when he's noticed Stem talking to a middle-aged man and woman. Stem puts his hand on the man's shoulder and the woman starts to break down. Then stands outside with his mouth open in shock. Stem looks toward a nervy man who is the hospital's grief counselor, who then walks over to them. Stem exits the room and walks over to Dan when he sees him. They were. Her parents? Yes, the grief counselor is dealing with them. I did everything right, didn't I? I already told you that. Is my word not good enough? I'm sorry. I thought I wasn't prepared. No, whenever is in the situation. You just have to do your best. Then looks to the floor. Go home, get some rest. Stem walks off screen leaving, then staring at the grieving parents. Night in Dan's room. Then enters his bedroom and lethargically gets into bed. He closes his eyes, but several seconds later begins to toss and turn and lay on his back with his eyes open. He closed them, but then start to hear the sound of the heart monitor slowly speeding up and then flatline. The scene went off. Day in hospital. There's a montage of Dan going about his hospital studies. The montage one then stood around his colleague Chris during rounds. 
Sarah stands next to him and told to then talking to a patient, he puts his hand on their arm. Three, then in surgery with Dr. Stem. Four, then talking to the same patient and checking their stitching. Five, then filling in some paperwork and putting it in a tray. He then looks at his watch, which reads five o'clock. He finds them to inform him that his shift is over. Evening in hospital. Dr. Stem, my shift is over. I'm going to head home. Fine. Then begins to walk off, but is stopped by Stem. You okay, Sadler? I'm fine, Dr. Stem. See you tomorrow then. Evening in hospital hallway. Then is walking down a hallway when he stopped in front of a door that reads cable of rest, he enters. Evening in cable of rest. There are numerous bodies in the cable, but there is only one without his face covered. Then walks over to the girl that died on his operating table. He looks in a small tray beside her bed. With a crucifix on it. Start it for a few seconds. Here, the door. At which point, he stuffs the necklace into his pocket. He turns around to see that it is the girl's father. The father walks over to the corpse. She was planning on going to university after the summer. She was going to go all the way to London. She was going to become an artist. He smiles and looks at them who awkwardly smile back. Teenagers, you tell them not to do something and they run off in the opposite direction. She said she was off with some of her courage. Friends, celebrating, she left a message. I still have it on my phone. I guess I'm afraid I'm I get rid of it. I'm a part of her. Stupid. No, it's not. What's her name? John Rice, her hair. Clear. She looks just like she's sleeping. Then puts a hand on the man's shoulder. I'm sorry for your loss. I know it won't mean much. It's okay. I keep telling myself it's all part of his plan. It must be. You think God planned this? They always told us he works in mysterious ways. Then has a David look on his face. But surely you can't. John looks at them mournfully. Nothing. I'm sorry. I should go. John stares at his daughter and looks at him and then starts to walk out through.
just as he is about to open the door, stops and turns around. John! John looks around to them. I was an intern who was working with Dr. Stem on your daughter. I was there when she died. What? Dr. Stem was with me for the majority of the procedure, but he had to leave because of another emergency. So what does that mean? It means I had to take over the surgery. Even though I'm only an intern, I was told I did all was, all that was humanly possible. I... What do you mean only an intern? You mean you are not a surgeon? I am. I'm learning. But your daughter, she was bleeding internally. We thought it'd been stopped. But it hadn't. After Dr. Stem left, she started bleeding again. I tried my best to save her. Your best? If you're done, your best. I wouldn't be standing here while my daughter is stuck on a slab. So you were happier when your thought God took your daughter's life? No, there was nothing you could have done. A better actual doctor wouldn't have messed up like that. So now you found that there is someone you can blame. That you can actually see? How can you say? Get out. Then starts at him. Get out! Then sighs, but then leave the room. In hospital hallway. As Ten exit the room, he sees Dr. Stem waiting by the door. I told the father. I could hear. I tried to explain to him, but he wouldn't listen to me. It always helps when you decide to trample on his beliefs while telling him what happened. But he thinks it's my fault. You did confess to him that you think it was your fault. You gave him all the ammo he needs. Are you saying I sold him all? You already know the answer to that. Don't let your emotion get the better of you, but be prepared to be the punching bag sometimes. I'll try. You're dumb right you will. No doctor, no one. Wants to deal with that every day. No, sir. I thought you said your shift had finished? Begins to walk away. In time, it'll get better, so just green and beer for now. Then turns round and nods at him. Night in hospital hallway. Dan is walking down the hallway when the Sarah sidles up to him. Dan looks to her. A few of us are heading to the bar. You coming? Yeah, I could use a drink. I don't think even if you use a wall barrel of holy water, it could bring her back. <laughs> it only works if you dance and chant with while doing it, remember? Oh, very funny. I think the only cure for this morbid humor is a beer. Come on. She links his arm and pulls him away, smiling. Evening in bar. Then is in a crowded bar, set 
at a table with people from the hospital sipping a beer and smiling. Evening later in bed, in bed. the people around them are laughing at talking with each while then starts off into the distance. He looks at his watch and then stand up. Hey, I have to head off. What? It's only early. Come on, stay. No, I'm knackered. I have to be in early tomorrow. You sure you're okay? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'll see you all tomorrow. The people at the table wave to him. He begins to walk to the door when Sarah gets up with him. Dan, wait! He turns around to face her. What? If you don't fancy this place, then maybe you and me could get a drink somewhere else. <laughs> Thanks, but I'm okay. I just want to get home. Oh. But I'll see you tomorrow, right? Maybe we can sort something out then. Sarah smiles at him, nods and then walks back to the table. Then smiles, but as he turns to the door, it fades and he walks out of the bar. Evening in shop. Then walks into the shop and picks up a can of beer and gas and goes to the counter. Three pounds. Then reveals off his pocket and takes out some change and give it to the man. He takes the can and walks out of the store. Evening in street. Then Craig opens the beer and begins walking. Evening in canal. Then is drinking his beer as he walks next to the canal. He takes the small crucifix out of his pocket, stop and gazes at it. He takes a final swig of his beer and then throws the crucifix into the canal. He walks a few paces forward and throws the can in a bin. He continues walking. Evening in Dan room. Dan gets into bed. He closes his eyes and the scene fades out. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.